Portland wants Bam out of bio. What's really going on there? And is Kyle Kuzma really going to be the best free agent on the market this summer? And is anybody celebrating a championship better than Michael Malone? We're going to talk about it all right now on the Locked On NBA podcast. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown NBA podcast, where it is your team every day. And we're here for you every day. On Wednesdays, it's us. It's John Corrales here, host of the Lockdown Celtics podcast. You find me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Lockdown Pelicans podcast on Twitter at Nola Jake. All right, everybody, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. Watch the show on YouTube and just come hang out. Hang on the comment section. We'll be talking about all kinds of co- stuff, like coaches getting tattoos. Right, that's that's awesome. Love it. Love it. We'll talk about free agency, Kyle Kuzma. We'll get into some Zion Williamson here with our uh, New Orleans guy right here. Hey, more as, as long as you're here, we might as well just keep going with the Zion stuff. Well, story's not going away anytime. Well, it'll go away by Thursday eventually. Well, we'll, we'll see. Uh, first today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Let's let's kick it off, though, with Damian Lillard, who since the Bradley Beal trade, Dame has now moved into the forefront of, will this longtime star of this team get moved? And he has been very open. It's not like he's sitting around uh, just saying, no, 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 Portland, 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 love Portland and all that stuff. He's been on podcasts. He's been talking about what teams he wants to play for or what he might want to play for. Uh, but he seems to really want to play in Portland if he can, if he can. So here's Portland now. All of a sudden there's a rumor. They're preparing a enticing, an enticing Jake package for Bam out of bio, I don't know, only the, you know, one of the centerpiece players for a team that just made an incredible run to the NBA finals. Uh, I will play real or fake later. <laughs> Let, why don't we play a little real or fake impromptu right now? Yeah, let's go. Look, we can make this work in every segment today. It's our thing. It's what we do on Wednesdays. <laughs> uh, real or fake. Bam out of bio is actually uh, a viable trade option for Portland. Like this is, this is probably the, the fakest one we've ever done, and I'm I'm exasperated. Like I want to swear, I want to yell, and I almost find this. I I here's what I think about this rumor. I find it pathetic. I find this trade rumor pathetic, and this is the Portland Aww. Trailblazers. They may as well just wave bye bye to Damian Lillard. You, I said this to you before we started recording. This this is some Danny Ainge level stuff, dude. This is but Danny Ainge. <laughs> does this after the fact, right? This is what they're saying. This is what they're saying. No one is actually that interested in the number three overall pick, which should be Brandon Miller and Anthony Simons. So let's put out, so we're not going to get to trade it. So Damian Lillard, look, we know you don't want to play with Brandon Miller or some other young guy that we draft with this pick, but look, we tried to get Bam out of bio. We tried to get Bam out of bio. You know that gif on Twitter of it's like Ray Liotta laughing that probably is it from Goodfellas? I think, oh, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like the explosive, almost like fake laughter. Yeah, it's like that I sit back and you're like, 
and he just busts out laughing. Yeah, I yeah, printed yeah. out a picture of it to use as a prop on this. I really considered that. I guarantee you that Pat Riley is wearing a very similar looking suit to the one Ray Liotta was wearing in that, in like the Miami Heat war room. And if Portland actually called with an offer of Anthony Simons and the third overall pick for Bam at a bio, that he would have the exact same reaction. This is just, they're trying to sell Damian Lillard already on the fact that they couldn't move the third overall pick, which look, you said it right. He wants to try and play there. He wants to find a solution in Portland. Bam Adebayo ain't going to Portland. And this is like, this is sad. It is sad. It's, it, it screams like have some respect for yourself. Uh, right? Portland, uh, get, get a grip and, and just, you know, keep, keep you know, at least, at least don't go out there and, and, and make yourself look foolish. Uh, own up to what your situation is. And and be be what Washington couldn't be, which is uh, aggressively trading a player, shopping a player, and saying, you know what, the market is open for Damian Lillard. They are they. I understand why Portland is going to say um, we don't want to go down that road. No, how many free agents go to Portland? Right? They, it's not it's not easy for them to do it. It's going to be hard to rebuild. But you're not giving yourself a really good chance here by playing this little game and and trying to to put these reports out there and and make make Dame go well well they did try they did try so I'm gonna I'm gonna fight through this like no I think I think the message from Damian Lillard has been I am done with this I am done with this either do it or don't it's very it's very Yoda ish. Do or do not, there is no try. You know what I'm saying? That the, and, and so if they're not going to do, then just do not. And don't put <laughs> Bam out of Bio's name out there. Bam's probably just sitting there like catching strays. Like, what? The, it, when did my name get caught up in all when, of this? When they go to Damian Lillard and they're like, hey, man, you know, we called Miami. We spoke to Pat Riley. We tried to trade for Bam at a bio and they said, no, you know what he's going to say? He goes, he's going to say, can you call him right back and trade me to them? He's going to say, just hit redial on the phone and get me to Miami. At least pick a team that wasn't one of the ones on the list of teams that he wanted to go to. Pick an actual tradable guy. This, this is like, um, you know, on Twitter, when somebody says, oh, you know who they, they need? They need a Bam out of bio. They should just go get Bam out of bio. Yeah. Like, like the the just go get guy on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're just gonna we're just gonna go get Bam out of bio. Oh, we should just put out put out what other names you want to put out there. Uh the 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 Portland Trailblazers would really like to trade for Shea Gilgis Alexander uh as well. And uh hey, while we're at it, why don't we uh wanna trade for Kevin Durant? We're we're gonna put a nice enticing offer out there for Kevin Durant and oh Luka Doncic would be good here too. So this is our plan, uh, Dame. We're we're gonna put out these enticing offers and we tried for the big names. We just couldn't get any of them. Like they're they're not even getting somebody who's actually gettable. There's no, there's no realism to this, right? Like I, I, I that go get him guy. I have a very close friend of mine. One of my best friends does this all the time to me. And like twice a week, I get this 
ridiculous trade scenario, not just for the Pelicans, but other teams too. And I'm wondering if my friend is talking to Joe Cronin, their GM right now. And like, and like Joe Cronin's actually responding to my friend's texts of really dumb trade ideas that are just so <laughs> unrealistic here. Like, Come like if if you would put out a report that was like Portland would trade Anthony Simons in the third pick for Brandon Ingram or Zion Williamson. Well, given the other rumors, you can say, look, we tried to get Bi, we tried to get Zion, we thought maybe they were available, and maybe they are, and they ended up saying, and at least that is like okay, cool, you did your job. This is yeah, pathetic. It's pathetic. Why don't we why don't we roll Zion into this? The guys talked about Zion yesterday, but the Zion Portland thing, it, it depends on who you talk to. They referenced Bill Simmons, who said Zion's gone by the end of the week. I've listened to other guys that listened to Zach Lowe, and he's like, I don't have any clue as to what Zion's I'd be surprised. You know, so different people on the national stage have different kind of uh takes on this. Let's let's fold Zion. You're here. You're the uh, Zion guy. We'll do that uh, in just a second. First, today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is therapy, uh, all completely online. And I am a big proponent of therapy. Therapy has done uh, a lot for me personally, and I know it's difficult because. It used to be that you would have to go find a therapist just wherever in your vicinity. And what maybe there isn't a good one that happens to live near you. That's where BetterHelp comes in. It's completely online. So you can do it conveniently. You can do it uh, from your home. Uh, you can do it how you feel most comfortable doing it. And uh, if you, you know, you fill out your questionnaire. And you get matched with a licensed therapist. This is a licensed therapist. This isn't just anybody, right? This is an online licensed therapist. If you hit it off, great. You found your person. If not, you can switch until you find somebody you're comfortable with. No extra charge. And it's it because of the convenience, it's going to really help you get the, that, that first bit of therapy that I think is the hardest part. Taking that step is the hardest part. And, and no matter what it is, whether you've got a long-standing issue that you want to deal with or just the stress of day-to-day -day life and you just need somebody as a sounding board, it's all available here on BetterHelp. Give them a try. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Uh, you can go to betterhelp.com to, to give it a try. Uh, Betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. Betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. You get 10% off your first month. Betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. I want to thank you for making locked on NBA your first listen. Uh, make sure you're checking out our live draft night coverage on Thursday night. Pick-by-pick -pick analysis from our stable of local NBA hosts, national reaction from our NBA big board hosts, and live check-ins from the inside from inside the NBA draft. Locked on NBA draft live starting at 7:30 p.m. on the Locked On NBA YouTube page. That's this YouTube page that you're watching this show on. Uh, Zion. Okay, we talked about him last week. We did, and and my feeling was uh, this was a um, a warning shot. To Zion. 
has it grown beyond warning shot is, is what Bill Simmons talking about? Is that actually where we are now? So look, it, it's not a 0% chance that he gets moved. He would only though get moved under very specific circumstances. And I believe that's probably to Charlotte for the number two overall pick for them to draft Scoot Henderson. They like Scoot Henderson. It's kind of as simple as that. They feel that that's a franchise kind of builder for the team. And there's frustrations around Zion Williamson, the lack of games played, some questions about the maturity issue. He's been in the news for all of the wrong reasons these past two weeks here or so. And we've heard about some of the friction between him and the organization. But I think one of the biggest things you can point to is, you know, per Christian Clark of NOLA.com down here, they're restructuring their player performance and care team because Zion doesn't like them. And they're bringing in more or less just new medical professionals for him to work with. I don't think you go through what would be a very expensive restructuring if you're just going to trade Zion Williamson away. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely some... We're frustrated. We're fed up. Things need to be changed. They let Teresa Witherspoon go, who's a basketball Hall of Famer, who was kind of his closest confidant on the team. And I wonder if it's just like, we're done playing around. No more kids gloves. We're doing the one thing you need us to do. Now you better play. Now you better be a little bit yeah. more bought in than you before. It's really as simple as that. This is not, you know, they are shopping Zion. This is not, you know, I've heard the Houston Rockets have him as a trade target. Cool. If Houston calls, they're just, th those talks aren't getting anywhere. The only two teams that I think he would have a chance of getting traded to right now would be Charlotte, if they're cool with him coming over for the second overall pick, or to the Portland Trailblazers, if Charlotte takes Brandon Miller at two, and then Scoot Henderson's available at three. I think it's really as simple as that. But I think it does speak to the fact that now they're a little fed up and they last season was a disappointment. They didn't make the postseason. He only played in 29 games. You know, he was not really in the best game shape to play in the play in tournament or at the end of the season when his hamstring was more or less healed because he wasn't maybe conditioning himself right and taking the rehab as seriously as possible. Yeah, man, if you're in a small market, like it's tough to win as is if your star player is not being the person he needs to be. That's maybe something you need to look at and move on from, even if you get a less talented player. But if that less talented player, and there's an article today about Scoot Anderson talking about how he cares about his body, how he understands kinesiology and how the muscles and things like that work together, kind of the exact opposite of Zion Williamson. Yeah, that's probably pretty appealing to the Pelicans right now. I mean, I've seen the the pictures of, of Scoot with his shirt off. He is very well aware of what muscles are and how they work. <laughs> There's <laughs> no doubt about that. That dude is ripped. He is a huge individual. Um, yes. And, and like, yeah, that, that's always been the tough part with Zion and not to, to get back into the Zion conversation as far as that goes, who knows how he's going to respond. And if he ends up going to Charlotte, like, look at the, look at the options for him. It's new Orleans, no offense, but it's small market Charlotte and in Portland, that's small market, small market, small market. And none of them are very um, high profile franchises. You can be high profile in a small market, but they he's not he's not going to New York. And it's going to be tough to get him in free agency because the way guys act now, the way the way teams act now, these guys get moved. And teams would rather trade for a guy and get his bird rights than sign Zion. Uh, ahead of you know in free agency because then you lose bird rights you lose it takes away a really important team building tool 
And so it, it, it changes how you have to do business. You have to have the cap space versus operating as an over-the-cap team, which there are benefits too if you're going to use certain exceptions and not cross that second apron. There are benefits to operating as an over-the-cap team. So that takes a big name potentially off the market depending on how he how he moves. You know, look, it, it's why we're, le you know, the draft is Thursday, right? This is the Wednesday show. The draft is tomorrow, and we're not talking much about the draft, and we're talking about big-name players being traded. And it's not just to, like, cash in on their names. It's because free agency doesn't really exist anymore in the NBA, right? And we'll touch on Kyle Kuzma here, and that kind of really speaks to it. The way player movement happens now is through trades and deals like this right around this time of year and at the trade deadline. So, you know, he's one of the biggest pieces out there and one of the biggest unknowns. And I think he could be moved. I don't think it's likely. I think, you know, these talks kind of happen all the time and it's just very tough to get a deal done. And I think New Orleans does like their team. So if Charlotte goes like, no, we value the number two overall pick more highly than Zion Williamson. So you need to give us another young player or other picks. New Orleans is just going to walk away from that deal. Same for Portland, right? And if New Orleans says, no, you need to give us additional picks alongside the second overall pick for Zion Williamson, that might be too much. So the likelihood of a trade getting done is still going to be low. Yeah, so now you've got Kyle Kuzma opting out of his deal, and th these are going to be the guys who are free agents. I think free agency is going to be where you get your Kyle Kuzmas, who are, uh, you know, he's declining $13 million player option. That makes sense. $13 million is basically the mid-level exception, and maybe Kuzma is, is a little bit better than a mid-level guy. How much better? Not that much, but it's, you know, $17 million, $18 million. Um, I know like just looking at, I know Boston salaries off the top of my head and you got Marcus smart and Derek white and Malcolm Brogdon making between 18 and 22 million. I'm sure Kuzma can sit there and be like, I'm kind of in that, that class of player or maybe a little bit below. So 15, 16, 17 million, like, why not go out there and see if you can get a little bit more right now. And, or, or at least try to, if you're going to come back to Washington See if you can take advantage of them rebuilding and having to spend money to maybe get a longer term deal at, at a bigger number. But this is this is where you're gonna if you're looking at free agents, the big name free agents aren't happening anymore. Um, this is the type of player I think that's gonna be mostly at the top of the free agent market. You saw Gary Trent Jr. opt into his $18.5 million player option, which like really tells you something about what he feels his market is. And if you look at some of the projections out there, there's seven teams with cap space, six teams with cap space out there. You know, you have the Houston Rockets with near 60 million, the Jazz with 45, but it starts to dwindle pretty quickly if you want a big payday. And Kyle Kuzma might be one of the few guys that gets it, but I think Gary Trent Jr. looking at that feels like he should get 20 plus million. I like him off the bench a lot, I think. But if he's like, nope, can't can't risk that, got to get my paycheck right now, it kind of tells you about free agency and what mm. this market is going to look like. That also makes me, if I'm one of those teams with cap space, I really want to shell out on like a near max deal to a guy like Kyle Kuzma, who had like a career year. Like, let's not. I don't want to sound like I'm like trashing him here, but no, he's good. He's good, but he's fine. Right. Yeah. But I think with the new collective bargaining agreement, that's also going to impact free agency and how that works. Because I think 
it, it's, it, I think teams that re-sign their own guys are going to overpay certain players because they want to have salaries that can be traded out if they're up at the second tax apron, right? That has to basically match dollar for dollar. And so a guy, I keep using Grant Williams as an example. If the Celtics are looking to maybe have Grant Williams at a tradable contract, do they overpay him instead of giving him whatever people think he might be worth? Let's just say 15 million. Do you give him 18 in case uh, a bigger name player comes out and it's still at the higher end of what a team might take back for him? That I think for, for team signing their own free agents is mm-hmm. going to be possible, but free agents on the market. I think this might be the last season of raises happening on the market. Like, because if, Unless, unless I should say, unless they go to like a, a lower tier team, the, the, the new CBA takes away the incentive to like, not hit the salary. You got to hit the salary floor. Yep. And, um, at the same time, cap space is valuable because teams, teams who are looking to dump salary. Use it as an asset. You rent it out essentially. Like it's a great team building move. And it's so much more valuable now because it's so much more restrictive teams are going to have to like pay a lot to rent out cap space. So it's going to be, it's going to be very, very interesting. The free agent market is forever, ever going to change until as long as this CBA is, is in effect. Um, So something to watch for. All right, let's have some fun. Uh, (laughs) Let's have some, um, Michael Malone is living his best life and we're going to answer the question in our actual game of real or fake regarding michael malone's celebration we'll do that next first today's show is brought to you by fanduel fanduel is the number one sports book in america and first time users New customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to join today. All right. Now you can scroll through the FanDuel app. It's super safe, super secure, lots of daily kind of uh, special offers and bets on anything that you want. You can do same game parlays. You can go into a game and, uh, pick three, four things that can happen. And, and if you hit on all of them, you can end up making a lot more. So don't miss your chance to snag that no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up FanDuel official partner of the NBA. Uh, I just ask you if you're going to do it, please gamble responsibly. I want to thank everybody for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Go check out NBA Big Board. We're not talking about the draft because we kind of know, like the top three. We got it. We got it. It's down in the can't with the box. Where is that? I'm stuck in the box. Wait, yeah, we're both we both just God. looking like fools right there. Ah, that box is like it goes up to my shoulder. I can't. I gotta like do my T Rex arm way down there. Uh, anyway, 
Lockdown NBA Big Board. You want all your draft coverage. That's going to be exclusively draft coverage. Uh, and it's it's the best. I mean, I don't even want to compete with those guys talking about <laughs> So I'm very happy to be talk, talking about Michael Malone and his tattoo. Those guys, Rafael Barlow and all those guys, are just absolutely killing it with your draft night coverage. So check that out. All right, Michael Malone. Uh, <laughs> I go back to the parade where he is. He was very clearly enjoying himself. Let's say, Jake. Uh, I love the clip of. I think it was was it Aaron Gordon or DeAndre Jordan. Um, someone gave him like a little flask of something, and it might have been like fireball. It looked like a fireball type of thing. Good choice. <laughs> and he drank it, and he was like, "Wow! Oh my god!" <laughs> so he was living his best life. Uh, at that parade, and it just continued where he got a tattoo of the uh, that crazy prospect, I think they call it Maxi the Miner, uh, for the Denver Nuggets, and he's holding the uh, Larry O'Brien trophy, and he got it on his left shoulder. So, Jake, uh, let's play real or fake here with Michael Malone. No coach in NBA history has celebrated a championship quite like Michael Malone. Look, unless Greg Popovich has five tattoos that I don't know about, this is absolutely true. And I am here for it, man. I would be doing the exact same thing. I think him oh enjoying God. this and being a character like this after you just delivered the first title in franchise history, the best season in franchise history, after all, and everything like they had gone through, right, to get there, the injuries yeah. of seasons past and things like that. This is awesome. This is exactly how coaches should be celebrated. I, I, I'm somewhat familiar with his story because he coached for a season under Monty Williams here in New Orleans. And like there was a period where he almost quit being a coach and was going to be go and become like a state trooper and go join like the police force and decided not to give up on his dream. And now look at the dude. You celebrate away, Michael Malone. Yeah, absolutely. He he earned the um earned the right to celebrate like this and. You could you could almost see a, a big time celebration coming from him when you consider like how the um, how the progression of the playoffs the you know when they're playing the Lakers and he was like oh no one's talking about us everybody wants to talk about them and he just kept playing these cards of like you know it's 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 kind of like the us against the world kind of thing he's always been like an emotional kind of guy he speaks emotionally when he's talking to the media. He's not afraid of saying things, um, and and like he's not afraid of challenging his players. He's not afraid of praising his players. So you can see like the he he very clearly felt the disrespect, right? He very clearly felt the pressure coming from uh, Denver and and this possibility of like we have been kind of like slow grinding our way up to this point. And he's gone through a long kind of path to becoming a, a, um, a an NBA head coach and getting into this this point. And he, when when all of that stuff builds up, and you finally get over that hump, yeah, man, the, I could see all that that pressure coming that 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 release that that sweet release of you know you just did, like of course. Of course, that guy, that personality, that guy was going to go celebrate. And and this is 
absolutely what we should have expected. No, yeah, it's it's a lot of like fu energy coming out of him and some yes. spilled like runs here, which is kind of look. I like coaches having personality like this, being kind of a character like this, and this type of attitude is probably only going to endear him to the fans in Denver even more so, right? And you know, he might go to another team eventually. Who knows? But you can never take, you know, he's an NBA champion, right? That never gets taken away from him. So this tattoo is like the safest thing you could possibly do. I expect we'll hear more from him, right? He wants another title. Imagine if they win two or three in a row or something like that, what this dude's going to look like at the very end of it. His liver is probably going to hate him and is going to be like, stop winning (laughs) NBA titles, please. But, man, of course, this is... Look, the NBA is better. Every sports league is better, right? When there's just personality injected into it and seeing this, you know, he didn't like how he was fired from the Sacramento Kings and thought they should have been more patient with him. Goes to a franchise that was exceptionally patient with everybody on that team and it paid off. So you kind of get the last laugh in the end and yeah, do it with, you know, champagne or fireball in your hand. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And look, he's, He's he's gone through his, like his fair share of criticism. Um, he was fired by the Sacramento Kings. Um, he and, and that was at a point where it was like the Kings the Kings were just rattling off coaches and they're like nope 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 nope. Um, so so yeah, there's a little bit of like definite fu attitude coming from him. Hey, look, he's 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 from Queens, New York. So that's I think you're you're genetically infused with the fu attitude. <laughs> When you're born in Queens, New York, uh, but but yeah, I mean this is this is great to see, um, and he he definitely deserves. It. And shout out to him. Uh, I'm from Rhode Island. He uh, went to high school in Rhode Island for a little bit. Then he en- ended up at the Worcester Academy in Worcester, Massachusetts. Was an assistant in Pro- at Providence College. So lots of connections locally here to to Michael Malone. So we here are very happy to see him kind of uh, get this opportunity to celebrate. So this should be a requirement to get a tattoo if you win any any every sports coach. title. The, every coach, it should be built into their contract where, like, if you win a title, you've got to get a tattoo, and the players need to maybe have a little bit of say in it if you really want to live dangerous. I'm an AC yes. Milan fan, soccer, and when they won the Italian League, the Scudetto, two, two years ago now, Stefano Pioli, the manager, got it tattooed on his arm. I love this, right? You see it in Formula One, too. There's bets with drivers. You end up in the top three on a podium. I'll get a tattoo. And it just puts so much pressure on these people that, like, seem uncomfortable by all of this. And, look, let's make it weird. Let's get a little bit awkward here. (laughs) Imagine imagine if Greg Popovich had, like, a full-on sleeve. He'd have, like, yeah, he'd have two sleeves at this point. Phil Jackson, who has 10 rings total with as a player, as a head yeah, as yeah, a yeah. coach, like, come on. You I'm tell down. me him. I love he it. has some weird ones as is. If I had, I mean, that. I expect Phil Jackson to have a weird tattoo. Um, like I'm, I'm a weird, I, I, I like, I'm a tattoo guy. Yeah, you could go around saying you, you were the head coach of the Boston Celtics and won multiple titles with what you got there. I mean, I got a bunch of tattoos on, on my, like, you know, whatever. So I've got, I've got plenty on me, it's like whatever, <laughs> like it's, Today's theme is we don't know what to do with our arms in the camera. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> here's my here's my stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm like yeah, yeah. yeah. If we if we win uh, every ten games, we win. I'll go get another tattoo. That would be me as a coach. They'd be like, John, you got nothing left. No, 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 no. There's a spot on top of my head here. 
Let's go out there and let's 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 sweep. It was completely head. covered. I've motivated y'all as far as I can take you. It's time for I me would, to retire. I would I would cover every inch of my body in ink to win like NBA championships as a head coach. But, it hey. should be it should be a requirement. Whoever wins next you year, in you or you're not. You are you committed or you're not? Tattoo, yeah. If you don't get a tattoo, whoever wins next year. We're going to do real or fake the next week being like, so-and-so head coach is a coward because they didn't get a tattoo and it's going to be completely real. Absolutely. Coward. Get get a tattoo, you coward. Um, That would be, that would be my, uh, I am now rooting for the San Antonio Spurs to win the championship next year. There you go. We got to get pop a tattoo. He's probably got ones. Nah. He might have like some military. Like, I don't know. Okay. That's a question for the listeners here. Let us know on Twitter or in the comments down below on YouTube. Do you think Greg Popovich has a tattoo? <laughs> I would love to see it. Uh, all right. That'll do it for us. Uh, again, watch that NBA big board podcast. Do it once, uh, once we're done wrapping up here, uh, it's going to get you caught up very, very thoroughly for the NBA draft. Uh, in the meantime, we're here with all of the uh, NBA goings on. Uh, on Wednesdays, it's me, John Corrales, at John underscore Corrales on Twitter, uh, and I host the Locked On Celtics podcast. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast on Twitter, at Nola Jake. Uh, Nick Angstead, Pat the Designer, got the show tomorrow, so make sure you're subscribed. Get that show as soon as it drops. Subscribe on the, uh, on the uh, YouTube page, ring the bell, to make sure you get that show when it drops, that video. And uh, I would love it if you share to the podcast, tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody they should be watching and listening to the Lockdown NBA podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.